You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs return to the practice field on Thursday. We heard from offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo, special teams coordinator Dave Tobe, defensive line coach Joe Colin, defensive backs coach Dave Merritt, and running backs coach Greg Lewis. We'll go in that order, starting with Eric Bieniemy, followed by Steve Spagnuolo, then Dave Tobe. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Joe Colin, Dave Merritt, and Greg Lewis. Here's Eric Bieniemy. Good afternoon. Hope all is well with everybody. Hopefully everybody's having a, uh, a great week so far. Feels good coming off a, uh, a pretty good team victory uh, just from this past weekend. I thought our guys did a heck of a job, but now our focus is on this AFC West opponent, who's a very good one at that. All right. With all that said, um, I'm all ears. Did you go to Vanderbilt? Uh, no, I was pretty uh, Okay. <laughs> the first thing I saw, I saw black and gold. So, you know, I was thinking Colorado. I'm like, oh, he would <laughs> Coach, one of the things that we've been talked about a lot is, you know, Clyde hasn't had as many carries and the snaps have gone down. But I was up in the press box last week, and after Isaiah had fumbled the ball, I looked down with my binoculars, and I saw Clyde uh, coaching him up a little bit, telling him to keep his head in the game. What does that say about your group of guys that a guy who was not getting the carries, was a first-round pick, was there for a guy emotionally on the sideline after he had a big play like or a bad play like that? Well, we always, one of our biggest things, we always want to get the best people who happen to be the best football players. And so team chemistry goes a long way. Clyde is one of those guys. Now, obviously, he hasn't had very many opportunities as of late, but he's still a part of this team. And he understands how important it is to making sure that backs keep their confidence level up. And, I mean, he's had his unfortunate incidents, you know, that have happened in the past. And one thing that we don't shy away from, we want those guys to understand, mistakes happen. We don't want them to happen very often, but they happen. Life happens. Now, we're not just going to put you to the side. Now get back out there and show what you can do to, get you, to regain your confidence. So, but it just goes to show you not only just the, the chemistry and the people that we have, but also just the culture in which has been established here. We could push it up a little bit more, but don't tell Coach Reed. (laughs) Uh, But we always want to do what is best for our team when it's all said and done with. Yes, we do need to run it, okay? And I thought we did a good job of putting our guys in position, but also making sure that we were calling them and giving them the opportunity to go out and play and establish the run game. So that's something that we just got to continue to do and continue to grow, uh, grow with moving forward. there's so many new guys obviously on the skill position level in the offense just how much have you felt like the receivers have 
sort of adjusted to obviously Patrick's play style, and then what have you tried to sort of, I guess, accentuate beyond just what's drawn on the board for that particular play? Well, that all started during the offseason. You know, Pat, Pat's a firm believer in de developing chemistry with the group of guys. And so those guys spent a lot of time together this offseason. And they spent a lot of time together in the building when, when required to be here. But on top of that, these guys, they, they work at it. And when you have that chemistry, the only thing that you want to do is making sure that you're always on the same page. So if there's anything that Pat wants to uh, approach and discuss, he'll make sure that we'll have this discussion about it with the players and making sure that they're all on the same page. And hey, if this happens, I happen to scramble outside the pocket, we have certain rules for those guys to adjust. I think they've done a heck of a job of adjusting it. Just like I said earlier, we have good chemistry. We got good people who are good football players. So the communication you know, is, is something that is very important. Those guys do a great job of talking to each other on a continual basis, not just on the field, but also in the classroom. And they spend a lot of time off the field together. So that helps. Is, is, there, is, there, is there a best example in the game this year where the rules were correct, the adjustment was right, the chemistry was put in place, or is there something even in the film room that sort of, you know, further explains all of that? I mean, there's been a number of times that he scrambled. Um, Ooh, who did we play a couple of weeks ago? Um, Clyde slides and makes a play. Noah tips one up and makes a play. So there's been so many of them over the past few weeks. These guys understand exactly where they're supposed to fit. And they also understand that, hey, if he's uh, basically going a certain direction, guys are responsible for being in certain areas on the field. And Pat does a great job, and we've said this before in the past. He has that pilot vision. He can pick you up, you know, and see you and find the open receiver, which those guys know, hey, if I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, when he breaks contain and he's on the loose, he will find me if I'm available. Is the uh, Isaiah majority of the rest um, in last week's game, is it safe to say that you guys are kind of going away from the running back by committee? Uh, that's not safe to say at all. All of those guys are going to play. And I thought he did a heck of a job last week. I also thought – Jarek McKinnon did a heck of a job. That just goes to show you just the depth that we have at that position. But on top of that, it goes to show you that Greg Lewis has done a hell of a job. Those guys are playing their tails off. And obviously, we're going to always roll with the hot hand. And I know that's something that a lot of people don't like to hear. But we always want to do what we feel is best in that particular moment. Now, are we neglecting anyone? No, because those guys know that they have to be ready when called upon. It was just like I had a discussion with our players uh, yesterday. You know, I always tell them, make sure that you maximize any opportunities in the classroom, on the field, in the weight room, and in the training room, because we're at that time of the year where injuries happen. So you may be called upon throughout the course of a game to define your greatness. The question is, you know, when those opportunities present, to, present themselves, have you mentally and physically prepared yourself for those particular moments? And so those are the things that we stress, and our coaching staff are harping on that, you know, and that's the things that they have to be ready for. Are you at all aware during the game that maybe 
Clyde hasn't been getting any work, or, or Pacheco hasn't been getting any work, or whatever the case might be. Oh yeah, we're just <laughs> I mean, I just just like we talk about communication with the players, and you know, there's communication with us as well, and. The thing that we're always talking about is making sure that if somebody has a hot hand, let's ride with it. Let's just go with it. But there's always some communication that takes place. Along those same lines, Coach, how, how do you think Clyde has handled these last three weeks since the shift to Isaiah? Clyde is the ultimate professional. Clyde comes to work every single day. Clyde doesn't run away from anything. He's working his tail off. And then on top of that, he's helping coach guys up. That's that's the type of chemistry that we have. Uh, if if Jarek was in that particular position, you'll see Jarek coaching those guys up, and he's always coaching them up. You'll see Burt take a part of that. But that's the type of team that we have. We all understand that at any given time, someone may be called upon to be great. So it's our job collectively as a team to make sure that those guys understand exactly the situations that they need to be prepared for, but on top of that, showing the support for their peers. That's what team ball is about. That's why I always say this. It's the greatest team game that you can have. Coach, uh, Andrew Wiley went down. Your friend said to step in. Just, I, I will just what you saw from him, what he did, and then is there, you know, uh, how's Lucas Yang looking out on the uh, practice field? You know, Prince. I thought Prince did a heck of a job of stepping in. Obviously, it wasn't a perfect game, but he came in and he played hard and he fought his tail off. That just goes to show you, uh, giving due respect and credibility to, to Coach Heck and Corey and what they do and how well that they have their guys prepared for those defining moments when called upon. You know, and that's one thing that I think a lot of people take for granted outside of the, these walls. We have an outstanding coaching staff. We got some great teachers, but on top of that, the teachers do a great job of developing the people and then developing the chemistry within the classroom. And that way now when guys go out there, it ain't by chance that guys are going out there and performing up to, up to par. It's because they got great teaching. And then on top of that, they got great support from their peers. I'm sorry. Lucas is practicing his tail off. He's doing good. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> He's doing an outstanding job, you know. But that's the thing that's probably one of the most underrated deals that people doesn't think about when they mention his name. Jarek has always been a great guy, a great uh, pass protector. He did it in Minnesota. Unfortunately, he had the injuries in San Francisco. He's just one of those guys, and, I, and I've said this before, you want the best football players who happen to be, you know, the best running backs. He brings a lot to the table. He does a great job in protection. He does a great job of working with the offensive line. And so he's doing a hell of a job. Now, I wouldn't say he's better than me. I know he's for damn sure better than Greg Lewis, though. <laughs> nah, he's doing an outstanding job. <laughs> I had to throw that in. I figured it was coming. First of all, he's a great kid. He's an outstanding kid. He's an outstanding worker. The kid is very, very intelligent. Our job is to make sure that we're not providing too much information to him and exhausting him to whereas he doesn't know what to do. 
So we just want to continually to bring him along and making sure that he can make the necessary progress that he needs to make. But I thought last week he played good, and uh, he did a heck of a job. The guys are – he's doing a great job of mixing with it, mixing in with the guys. The chemistry seems to be going in the right direction. So anytime an op- someone has an opportunity to change, you know, and address in this, you know, in this, uh, in this league, sometimes the change could be very, very good for you. And so far, so good. Excuse me. All right. You guys take care. Okay. How's everybody doing? So quiet in here. Full of energy. Um, I, I, I don't have anything to say. I'm going to jump in. The only, the only thing that came to mind me this morning that I did want to say was I was really proud of the unit in the very first series of the game last week. That's not easy. You know, they recovered the onside kick, and usually that can go a little bit, and it's three points or whatever, but... Uh, to get him to punt the football, I thought was really good. We've got some other things we need to clean up, but I thought that was – sometimes that goes unnoticed because it happens so early in the game. But, all right, having said that, I'll open it up. Coach, uh, Colin Saunders really seems to be kind of coming into his own. Yeah. Um, where does he fit into the mix? Are you trying to get him more reps? Uh? Yeah, Joe and I talked about that. Um, I, I, think his, I think his play tick went up from uh, – I know in this last game, and we had talked about that during the um, – during the preparation preparation week last week, uh, yeah, he certainly deserves that. You're right; he's played well. He stands out. You know, of course, anytime you get a sack, everybody starts to notice. But he's done he's done a lot of other good things in the run game uh, that have really helped us. But I like the way Colin has progressed and played this year. You had five sacks; three of them came from the defensive line. I mean, do you feel like you're getting more from just the, the yeah. four, and maybe don't have to be quite. As yeah, strong? I mean, I, I've all I've felt that all along. I'm not a I don't count the sacks as much as I count the pressures and i tell you what's just as important, and uh, I just read somewhere where George has a bunch of them, is those pass breakups are huge. There was one, the very first third down in this pass game, I think it was the first one, third down, um, you know, they ran a route that kind of made it challenging on the coverage that we were in. It was kind of wide open. And if George doesn't knock it down, it's, it's, it's at least the first down. Uh, and, then it might, and it might have been on that first drive, the one I was just talking about. So... That was huge. So at any rate, um, yeah, am I happy that we're getting sacks? Yeah, because it's negative play. Uh, but as long as we continue to pressure the quarterback, hit them, get pass breakups, you know, make sure that they're in completions and not completions, I'm good with that. What did you learn about Jalen in not having Trent? Same type of thing, these two games without Frank. What do you think you learned about some of the other? In the sense of with, with um, Trent being out, you learned how, what Watson can do. What did you learn about the defensive linemen that kind of filled in for Frank? I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um, well, listen, uh, Malik, I thought Malik had a couple of good plays. He doesn't get as many reps because reps Joe's rotating. You've got Carlos and you've got George um, and Mike Dana, who are always in there. And, and Mike Dana had a solid game. But uh, in answer to your question, about, we've learned a lot about Malik that we wouldn't maybe not have known had he been an in, inactive uh, in every uh, in every game, but I thought he played the run real well. You know, he's not in there in as many third down passing situations, but I like the way Malik has progressed. And how eager are you to have Frank back? Yeah, I mean, we like Frank's juice, and, you know, he gives us something off of the edge, and I thought he was kind of finding a groove, you know, before he, he hit the suspension, and I just hope we can, he can get back into that. You know, sometimes with, you got to knock a little bit of rust off, but hopefully there won't be a lot of rust to knock off. A couple of really strong performances back to back against some good run heavy teams. Mm. What have you kind of learned about your run defense? Yeah, I, I do know this. I mean, I, you know, I was really impressed with the Tennessee. I know, uh, I think it was the second quarter, got a little bit shaky, but uh, I, I talked about that this week. When, when our mindset is right 
you know, and as a unit collectively, we say we're going to stop this. We're not going to let them do that. We've got some good leaders in that regard. Uh, I think we can do that. Um, this, this week it might be a little bit different challenge because uh, they got all kinds of threats and another, wouldn't you know, another really good quarterback. Um, but, yeah, happy with the way we played the run. Talking about that quarterback, in their first couple of seasons, a lot of people would really compare Patrick Mahomes to Justin Herbert. Yeah. He hasn't obviously had those pretty post-game runs like Mahomes has, but that's a guy you see, you don't work with every day in practice, but your defense sees every day. Yeah. Do you see the comparison between them in terms of passing? Or? Uh, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, I've never thought of it in that terms. Really? I really haven't. I mean, I just see every quarterback differently, and I, don't, I know we go against a good one uh, all year long in OTAs and training camp and all that. I just never have, I just really haven't done that, you know, for me to sit here and speculate. I, we're just defending number 10. Uh, thank God not number 15, right? Um, and, I, and I think he's pretty good. I mean, look, at he, he can do anything you're going to ask a quarterback to do. Um, he, I, I think he's managing the game real well in our game because you go back and look at him. He got protections right. He gets the ball out really quick. He's a big guy. He's hard to bring down. Uh, it was... Last year, the years run together here, but I know Nick, you know, had him down on the goal line. You, could, you couldn't even get the guy down. He gets it off because, yeah, it was last year, right? Um, so I got a lot of respect for him. This, uh, this, this group that you're facing, they had a reputation of going for a lot of fourth downs and things like that. You yeah. guys faced a lot of fourth downs. Mm -hmm. Jacksonville didn't really test you that way last week. Do you, do you know week to week? Because when you guys faced the Chargers earlier this year, it didn't seem like they were... Yeah, that mode again. Or yeah, maybe not as many as they had done the yeah. year before, right? I tell you what, we always plan for them for a couple of different reasons. It's the it's the kind of the wave of the league, and certainly in certain situations. And I think, I mean, if you're on the other sideline, I know some of our thinking would be keep number fifteen off the field as much as you can, right? And one way to do it is to kind of earn another first down. So. We plan on them. We've got two scheduled in practice today that I just talked to the guys about. So, and we do. We talk about fourth down on Tuesday of every week. It's one of the first things we do. A couple more. What what challenges? Mike Williams. It seems like you guys had good coverage on him, but he yeah. goes up and wrestles the ball away. Is there yeah, he's a, a different approach to take. Put three guys on him instead <laughs> of two. <laughs> you know, uh, we talked about it this morning. Dave and I did. There's a couple different ways to double a guy. Um, and yet you can't double him on every play. Um, and at some point, you know, some guy's got to battle. And we, can, we got, just got to find he's such a strong, you know, he's so strong with his hands. And even when you're in great position, it was early in the game here last time we played him, Jalen was in really good shape. And, you know, might kind of help muscle a little bit. But maybe, you know, haven't seen him. You know, our young guys haven't seen him already once. Maybe that'll help. Uh, Trent hasn't seen him yet. So we'll see how that goes. But our guys will fight. I know that. And we're, and it's, we're playing against a really good receiver. So hopefully we can win more than we on that. You mentioned Trent. Uh, he's been back a couple of weeks now. How impressed are you yeah. from him after he's missed so much time? Yeah, I tell you, he's, he's really sharp. Really sharp. And I remember talking to Coach Lake uh, before the draft about a couple of plays he had, and Trent was one of them. And he mentioned that. Um, he, he didn't skip a beat in terms of the mental part of it. It took a little bit to get going, you know. You know, he had the one play that they got him on. He, I think he'll tell you that he probably looked for the ball too early. But he was stride for stride with them, and he had a couple other key pass breakups that were huge in the game. Um, so I was real happy the way he played. Awesome. I'm glad we got him. Really Is there a key to Eckler and, and defending him? Do you got to be yeah. about over-pursuing and, and, and so on? And so yeah, on. I mean, it's a, it, as much as his run part of it is, is his throwing, right? I mean, he's become a, obviously a favorite of, or was always a favorite of the quarterbacks, but when they had a couple of guys down, you know, his tick is, as far as targets went way up. 
a guy that we're concerned about, a guy we've talked about. We're in the we'll work third down today, and he's going number thirty is going to be the you know, first thing I put up on uh, Wednesday yesterday morning was everybody needs to know where thirty is, linemen included. That's how much we respect him, know how good he is. Last one, anybody? Great. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, right now he's. Um, I can't wait to see him get a get a ball kicked to him. You know, we haven't had that option really. I mean, we they, they did a good job last week of, of using the sidelines and hanging the ball up pretty good. So, uh, you know, sooner or later he's going to get one kicked to him. We're going to find out what he's got. I I got a pretty good feeling about it though. Does it make you nervous at all where he just lets the ball fall and then he'll go grab it and try to run real quick? Well, uh, yeah, he you know he's got to do a little bit better with some reads, you know, but he'll. You know, that's part of learning experience. You know, he's young, you know, <laughs> and he's going to get better and better. Uh, but he's he's something with the ball in his hand. So. Yeah, just, just to be clear on that, so that's not a style? That's not like no, no, I no. can wait and catch it on no, the No, 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 no. You'd rather settle under it and catch it? Yeah, I mean, there, there's some reads that he's got to make, and he could have like a, like a pre-punt uh, read that he could make to kind of get a jump on the ball that he didn't uh, necessarily do a good job of in that game. That he'll, he'll, he'll do better next time, and then he'll be there waiting on the ball instead of wait, letting it bounce. The thing that I like about him, I like his, he's very courageous. I mean, there's no question about that. Now we just got to pull him back a little bit. You know, he's anxious. He wants to get going. Uh, he wants the ball in his hand. So, um, you know, I'm just excited when he does get one kicked to him. Well, at the beginning of the game, I mean, the onside kick was before that, that you guys have different captains every week. And yep. Instructions are told them out there. Right. Just take us through what happened there, and then okay, the I'm gonna I'm gonna take the full blame on that because I'm I'm the one that gives the instructions to the captains. So uh, it's my job to make sure it's clear what exactly what we want to get done. We had a communication problem there, obviously. You know, if we win the toss, we want to defer. That's what we do. So uh, you know, it was a it was something that. You know, it's an honest mistake that that happened. The communication problem, and I'll, you know, that's on me. It, the, the part where you guys do have different captains, that's an honor for the guys. To yes. Do yeah. That. Does, does yep. that complicate the issue at all? That, yeah, I mean, it's it's different than a lot of teams. You know, we have different guys out there, and some guys never yeah. done it before, and, and we have to uh, like like we talk about like who's going to speak this week, like who's going to be that guy, and, and some you know a lot some guys never done it before, so it's a it's a learning experience that you know I have to get them coached up a little bit before and. We have to make sure we get the, the, you know, the right call made there. So with the on, with the onside kick, how much do you go through that scenario, and how sort of surprising is it from a number standpoint to have an onside to start the game? Yeah, it's um, you know, we practice it. I mean, obviously that's why we have guys, you know, in that zone right there. They just have to see the ball kicked and instead of, you know, they they didn't see the ball kicked. They were watching it, but they really weren't watching it, you know. And and I didn't remind them, you know. So I, that's again, that's my fault. I have to remind them every time, you know. And I didn't. In that case, so you know, I'll, I'll take the blame on that too. I know your preference would be to have Isaiah returning every kickoff, but yeah. is his workload now getting to the point? Of Sky returned one the other day. Uh, Sky returned one because in that scenario, he's on the he's on the hands team, so he's he's in there for that situation. Um, yeah, I mean, we're going to start looking at other guys too as well. But uh, you know, I I really like Isaiah back there. You know, he does he, he's he's dangerous and. Uh, you know, it's it's really not bad for him to start. You know, out back there, get get the game going for him a little bit, rather than just start off on offense. So, 
you know, I, I think right now we're, we're pretty comfortable with him being back there. You know, yeah, we're not getting down, a lot of returns. He runs down on kicks, too, and I noticed that he, did, he got but a little I, gimpy and he didn't. We took him out. You know, that, that's the first thing we're going to take him out on, to be honest with you, would be kickoff. We'll take him off a of kickoff and, you know, probably going forward here, you know, until unless he's getting less reps on offense. But, you know, because he was effective there, too, for it. He did a good job in there. So uh, he's a good football player. You know, we're going to keep him on kick returns, though. Yes. Your coaching points are only good things can happen at that point. Well, if, if they touch it, it's an illegal touch. Now, now we can pick the ball up, free return. So that's what we were trying to do in that case. They they, they got to make sure they see it, hit the guy. You know, it's got to be clear. So once they see the ball hit him and the ball's rolling around on the ground, we're going to try to pick it up and, and return it. Uh, team last year returned one for a touchdown. I can't remember who it was, but they picked it up and ran it back for a touchdown. So that, that's a scenario that we look for. Uh, that's what happened in that case. It looked like. We were being dumb, but really we were being smart. And then we ended up, the ball was going to be downed on a one. We ended up getting the ball in 20, so we picked up 20 yards. So, Coach, I, I mean, your whole operation is nuanced, right? There's more different little quirks in your neck of the woods than there is anywhere else. Yes. I, I'm not talking about the, just in general. Have you ever had a guy that you're like, uh-uh, he can't get it. We got too many things. and. Like, there's just a guy you can't reach. You can't get him to understand. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. But it takes a lot. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to extend myself as a coach to, to try to bring out the best in all the players. Sometimes you know, it just doesn't penetrate on some guys. But you, we're not in that situation now. I mean, we don't have anybody no, like no, that. No, I'm, yeah. I'm just asking. Yeah. It's for next week. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, I hear you. But, but can you get enough reps in, in practice or in a training camp? To, to kind of figure uh, out who is and who isn't? Or is well, I mean, at this point now, I mean, we have 12 games under our belt plus training camp. So, you know, I tell the rookies, we have we have a lot of rookies, but I tell them, you're not rookies anymore. You know, I mean, it's time now. I mean, we have to perform. It's not, you know, there, there is no more, there's no excuse. You know, those excuses are gone. So, I mean, any mistake we make now is because, you know, they're just not putting it all together. So. Let's go three more. Go ahead. Coach, uh, Chris Lamont is one of your core guys. Yeah. And if he doesn't play this week because he's still in the concussion protocol, how do you go about replacing a guy like that? It's hard to replace him with one. We don't have one guy that can replace him in all the spots. So we'll, we'll ask you know, a couple guys to fill in. Like one guy will take two of his spots and another guy will take another two. But, yeah, that's a big loss for us. He's, you know, he's a potential Pro Bowl player. You know, he's, he's the one that we uh, put up there to, to get votes as, as that guy. So he's, he's an important guy to us. If he doesn't play, we have to, somebody has to step in and take his role. Coach, uh, with uh, playing at SoFi Stadium, there's a couple other stadiums similar to the indoor venue. How does that change maybe the punting for Tom Townsend and maybe the return guys with uh, the, the indoor? Uh, yeah, the indoor, it's a perfect vacuum. You know, it's a little bit of, it's kind of a, you know, they have like a little bit of breeze in there, but it's not bad. It doesn't, it's not going to affect the, the ball. So, uh, you know, we take that factor away. There's no, we don't have to worry about the wind, really. So the ball will, balls will hang a little bit more, you know, and. The guy should have success. When, you know, our guy should have success, and then the punt returners. Uh, we have, a, you know, it's going to be tough to get returns because the ball will be hanging up. So we have to do a good job of blocking guys, blocking the gunners. Because uh, we spoke about it briefly, but that Lamont play was like next level heads up. That doesn't happen very often as a coach. How gratifying is that that he netted you 18 yards in that play? Well, I was just, I was, I was glad the way it turned out, and I was, I, I said, were you sure that he got, he touched it? He said, yes. You know, I was sure that he touched it. So I mean, that, that we knew we were okay. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. 
It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Appreciate everybody being here. What a balmy, beautiful day here in, in Kansas City. Getting ready for a great practice to, to get ready for the charges. And uh, first, I'd like to just say... You know, obviously, with the tragedy that happened at the University of Virginia, our, our hearts and our prayers go out to the, the families and, and the people that were involved and, uh, and Coach Elliott and uh, uh, lost for words on that one. But uh, with that, I'll open it up for questions. Coach, the, uh, you're a little halfway through this thing now. Anything surprise you about your group so far? Anything that's been pleasantly surprising for you? Well, I just think it's a, it's a really good group from – you know, top to bottom, man for man. A lot of guys have contributed and just got to keep getting better. And uh, they're continuing to do that, keep working to get better and uh, and just, uh, you know, one game at a time. Chris said, mentioned how much he jived with you right at the beginning, you know. and he's, he's Chris gone. said that? Yeah. And he liked you, liked the way you were coaching him. Has he done anything more than you thought he could do? He seems to rise to the occasion at the big spots of games. Is that kind of what the superstars are supposed to do? Well, I think, you know, one of the things we said way back when, when uh, I talked in, in the preseason, for us to have a, a the year we want to have and, and get to the ultimate goal, Chris would have to have a career year. And What does that entail? It means not just getting after the quarterback, but playing the run, doing the little things, playing with pad level, being physical. And, you know, some of the plays in, in last week's game, you know, the first – you know, there was a third and two where they like to keep the quarterback like to keep the ball, and Chris kind of read the play and knocked the guard back, and it was kind of hidden production, as Coach Spag says, and he forced the ball back to Willie and George Kaloftis, and, and they made the play, and we were off the field. So things like that, he's doing a great job of, and he's always been able to rush the passer, but he's he's impacting the game in different ways. Joe Dunlap got to 100 last week, um, as you know. Uh, could you sense how he's talked a lot about that? Could you sense how important that? Milestone was for him? Yeah, absolutely. And, and Carlos has done a great job. You know, he came here for, for really an opportunity to, to be where in, in an organization like this and have an opportunity to 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 win 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 everything. And uh, he's really contributed. But that's a milestone. My hat's off to Carlos. He's worked hard. Uh, there's only 41 of them in the, in the history of the NFL, and I think there's eight active. But I was really happy for him. And, and it's a uh, you know, he was striving for that as a personal goal, but never, never one where he he put the team before, put that before the team. So, you know, he knew it was going to happen if he kept doing what he was doing, and I was really glad for him. How could you tell it was important to him other than what he was talking about? I just think anybody when you when you have 96 coming into your, another year and you and you know to to get that milestone, it's like 500 home runs in my opinion. You know. Hitter has 497. He's got another year. He'd like to crank another three. But, you know, we talked about that. He obviously wanted to get to that goal and then obviously, you know, strive to win a championship and help the team win a championship. I think on that front, didn't he? I think he mentioned to us that that was a goal he told his dad was his 
You know, when he was drafted, and had yes, it was. That story with you? Yeah, you know, not particularly, but I know it was a goal, and and I know, uh, you know, when when Carlos first came, he had to he had to go, you know, go to the graveside of where, where his dad was buried, and uh, that that was something in his heart that he wanted to do. Couple more. Colin Saunders has had a really nice year when it comes to breakdown. He mentioned he just hasn't felt healthy. But is there anything else that, that maybe has unlocked him, him in a way that, that you've noticed? Colin's worked extremely hard from the first first day I met him. Um, he's lost weight. He's got himself in really excellent football shape. You know, he came back in tip-top shape, and he's really getting better and better in terms of that aspect. Uh, staying strong in the weight room with Coach Rubin and the guys. And he's really worked hard on the field. He's very smart as a football player knows what to do, but he's playing at a high level because the game has kind of slowed down from him. He's just, just really working hard. Last one, Adam. Joe, you talked about uh, Carlos going to see his father. Can you um, share more of that story when he first signed or, or what? No, there was just, it, it was just you know, he, he, like I said, it was the, the grave site. You know, that was something he, he was going to do, but it was just, that's personal to Carlos. But I know the impact of, you know, promising his dad that. You know, obviously led to him wanting to get that goal, and he and he's been close. I mean, in other games, so you've um, coached a lot of good pass rushers. What mm -hmm. makes him one of the guys who could get to hundred? What what is it about him? Well, one one he has he has a real sense. It's like Terrell Suggs is the same way, staying alive on his rush. Sometimes it's not about beating a blocker one on one, just blowing right by him. You got to fight through the down. The, the, the coverage the other day was outstanding. It led to him and Chris getting a couple sacks in there. And then just staying alive, working his hands, working, knowing when to counter back inside. He always stays alive on his pass rush. You never see him just get blocked and stop. He's always working to get to the quarterback. And sometimes he doesn't always beat the guy clean, but he impacts it and knows when to counter back at the level. That's something from afar I've always really admired about Carlos. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Good afternoon. As a group, I know you've been excited about your guys ever since we talked about the plan But are you at all surprised that your young group of players was good enough to where you actually traded away Rashad Fenton, who's a starter for you guys? Have you been amazed or anything like with your group? Is that good to where you could actually get rid of a guy who was kind of count on to be a starter? Well, I... First of all, to Rashad Fenton's defense, I think, number one, when that all came down, that was above my pay grade. And so um, when you look at this group and as a whole, the five guys that we brought in here, all five of these guys have had opportunities to help the defense and help the team. And so I'm not surprised at all that they're playing the way that they're playing because Again, faceless opponent in front of us, and that's how we go about it, and that's how we attack it. And so each guy goes out there and try their best to play the technique that's asked of them, and so and don't make it bigger than what it is, and just trying to teach them concepts constantly. That right there is the one learning curve that the young guys are having to adjust versus the older guys that's been with me is just teaching the concepts. And so, but not surprised. You, you use the term faceless opponent. I mean, yeah. obviously. Size, um, his catch radius. I mean, so the guy can catch the ball in a radius that most guys cannot because of his size and his arm length. Um, some of the throws, when you go back to even when Jalen Watson was covering him, the ball placement, 
where Herbert put the ball was in a spot where Mike could only catch it. The one touchdown he caught on LJ, that was down low. I mean, how many quarterbacks can actually place that same ball? Actually, Josh Allen did the same thing on jo um, Joshua Williams when he threw it to Diggs. It was the same low ball placement. So guys like Mike with his size presents the challenge of trying to, if you get into his body, now is can you out physical him in tracking the football? But when Herbert puts the ball where he was putting it at times, I mean, Watson was in pretty good coverage. It's pretty tough. You, you said pretty good coverage. I mean, I, I think there's some fans that think that you guys are draped all over him. I mean, like you have great coverage and he keeps coming down with the ball. I mean, fans would say they, they can't figure it out, but it's like unlucky. I mean, you, yeah. you look at it and say, I don't know, there's not much else I can tell you, you're right there. Well, just like you just did, when Michael Jordan was scoring 60 points, you know, it's like, okay, I'm covering him, but what else can I do? You know, you're right there in his face, you're right into his chest. You know, it's only great coverage if you can get the ball out. And so my, my uh, process for these young men to, um, to grasp is to not only be in position to make the plays, but then once you're in position, can you complete the assignment? And on those throws, although the ball may have been placed in a certain radius, I have to teach these young men to get in a position to make that play. It's a lot easier when you're going one hand to glove a football versus trying to go two hands. Even that right there, the extension is different. And so it's trying to teach them all the little small details, which is the NFL, 90% mental. Where we all have a couple of friends back home who runs a nice 40 who can jump, but do they have the mental capacity to understand what we're trying to teach them and then go out and execute it? Not many guys can, and that's why they're not where these young players are today in the NFL. So we're getting better. You mentioned Mike Williams, but it looks like they might also have Keenan Allen this week. They will. <laughs> they will. What are some of the challenges? You know, Williams is physical, but yep. what are you telling the young guys about Keenan Allen yep. who didn't play in week two? Yep. As a North Carolina guy like myself, Keenan Allen, um, I think he was from Greensboro, this young man, what he brings to the table is a change of suddenness to his game. Up in the air, skipping, and moves that players haven't seen. So when you're going and you're facing a slot receiver, um, like some of the ones that we've faced in the past, Keenan, Keenan Allen is a totally different monster. Although he may not be the fastest, but the way he plays and how he creates separation is just Kelsey on the field. He has a way to get in and out of breaks and the quarterback can put it in a radius area where he can catch the ball. So his suddenness in and out, stop and go, is something that we haven't faced. So that's the biggest challenge with him is, as we were watching film this morning on him, it's just his change of pace within a small radius. He doesn't have to go down the field and beat you on a 30-yard catch because he can eat you up with first downs in critical situations on third and short because of his ability to create separation. The crowd uh, for with the Chiefs tend to go travel well and being at uh, SoFi Stadium. Do, do you think it's uh, you know play some advantage that you know half the crowd is actually red and that it can maybe help some some young guys with some of the crowd noise and maybe uh, disrupt some of that stuff? Absolutely, that would help, and and I hope that the entire Red Nation comes out to this game because um, again I was showing them the entire group this morning uh, third down when they were going silent count versus Denver. Obviously, there was a lot of Bronco fans there. So hopefully that can you know, show up for us as well. Normally, when you travel away, 
the quarterback on offense has a quieter crowd. He can get all of his checks. They can hear our checks. But when our fans travel with us, it makes it that much more difficult for the opposing quarterback to be able to get in and out of checks. And so, come on, Red Nation, let's go. We need you all, all of us. Coach, I know you're not, you know, Brett Leach and the scouting. Yes, sir. The scouting, but they, they talk to you about different guys. You've got a good tackling group at, mm -hmm. at corner. That's kind of been something that's been here for a while. How much of that is if you, you're not going to take a guy unless he has that in him, yeah. how much of that is something that you can instruct and that you can will into yeah. a guy to make yeah. him you know, willing to put his nose in there and, and be a good tackler? Yeah, you know, fortunately, this young group that we have, and you guys are seeing the tape, these guys, you just teach them a couple of techniques and get them better on angles, such as stepping to contact, such as creating a hard joint down, same foot, same shoulder, when you're going to approach blockers and tacklers. Um, but these young men came here with some techniques and some willingness to tackle, which is great. But now, the flip side of that coin is, is he a dog or not? Is he a guy that's willing to go down and stick his shoulder pad in there? Back when I was playing, they said the other word, which you can't say F-A-C-E. Now you have to say shoulder pad. So the thing is that all these guys are willing to stick their pads in there and be ready to wrap up. And, you know, the corners have done a fantastic job from Joshua Williams to L.J. Snead to Trent McDuffie and Jalen Watson. So I commend all of them, their coaches that coached them before they even got here to this point. And so I'm just trying to help them. Sorry, Dave, does the guy have to have the willingness to do that? He does. He does. He does. You know, I played for Buddy Ryan, and Buddy Ryan, if you couldn't tackle, or if you not, we weren't willing to tackle, <laughs> you were not going to be on the team. And so, but these guys here, you don't have to browbeat them into tackling. They're willing to do it. You mentioned, you mentioned Trent. Uh, yep. You mentioned Chauncey Banks. Mm -hmm. He's like he's right back, like he's yep. you know, never left. Yep. So, what do you see from him? Trent, smooth athlete. Everything that was um, spoken about him in the spring. Um, it's all showing up again. Young man is going outside and he's challenging throws. He made some good plays. He did give up the one pass down the sideline in, um, in the game the other day, but he was in a position to make the play. But just smooth and fluid in his movements and very smart. He understands he's not a repeat offender. And I was telling the entire group today, every mistake that you don't learn from will be repeated. That's just with all of us in life. Um, so I have to continue to remember to put the toilet seat down after 31 years because if not, I'm going to keep getting smacked in my hand from my wife. <laughs> so we, we all have to just learn from our mistakes, but this kid is not a repeat offender. Not saying that he's perfect, but he does a great job. He does a great job. Thanks, Thanks All right, so thank you. Snaps or snaps or whatever, carries or carries for football players. And, and you get guys who don't get as many carries, and sometimes they can get disgruntled or whatever. From what Coach Vianney uh, was telling us and what we've seen, everything Clyde's been doing is exactly what you want from a guy who's part of your team, just maybe not getting the carries you want. How does that culture build to where you, you're not you know, selfish and you can still be a good team guy even though you're not getting what you want to do on the field? I think it starts with the people that we bring in, the, the types of guys that Coach Reed, Veach, and, and EB bring into this organization. I think they, they have that mindset. And then just from day one, for me personally, uh, dealing with the running back room and the guys, it is what it is as far as who's going to be out there. It's only one guy that's going out there most of the time, and we're going to support whoever that guy is. And the guys bought in from, from day one of that mindset and that approach, and when your opportunity comes up, you take advantage of that opportunity as best you can. 
And that just pushes everybody to be great when they get their opportunity to get out there. And we support each other while while they're out there. We're on the sideline cheering for each other. And it's it's unfortunate at times when you don't get a lot of carries or a lot of catches. But again, it's one football, and only one person is going to have it at a time. So it doesn't always work that way, though, right? I mean, you've been been in some rooms where guys were a little jealous. I know you coached wide receivers mm-hmm. before, but is this a kind of a different feel for 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 guys that, that more togetherness than you've seen in some others? Uh, it's it's a great group, and they are very close knit, and and that's awesome to be a part of. Some of the other groups that I've been a part of also were similar. You knew who was going to get the ball when coaching the receiver room or whatever. You knew the types of stuff that we had designed and different things. But if you're out there on the field, if you're one of the eleven, you have an opportunity to get the ball. So it wasn't any jealousy or any of that type of stuff um, when I was coaching the receivers or the receiver rooms that I've been a part of. Everybody is for everybody. It's one common goal, and that's to win the game and get the get the prize. And everybody's pulling in the same direction um, from my standpoint, what I've seen. Coach, where is Jekyll as far as catching the ball? I mean, I know Andy has said it other times, like, you're going to play for this team, you got to be able to catch the ball. It looks like, at least his last game, McKinnon was kind of the guy catching it, and Jekyll was kind of the guy running it. Is there a work in progress as far as him? Not at all. Him? Not at all. He, he has above average hands just like everybody else in, in the room they all can catch the ball and do different things uh, out of the back foot with the ball in their hands it just happened to be where jet was getting opportunities to catch passes and, and pop was getting opportunity uh to run the ball and, and that's just the way it unfolded and it have it changes each game um it's no doubt in my mind or any of the coaches mind about pacheco getting opportunity to catch the ball or jet or clyde running the ball it, we all know they all could do all the same things and, and do it at a high level. It's just who opportunity it presents itself for them. After Isaiah's fumble on Sunday, what was your conversation with him, and what did you change? See, did you see any change in his approach? Uh, my my comment to to him was to forget about it at that at that moment. All right, we don't we don't want those things to happen. We don't want bad things to happen. Fumbling the ball, dropping passes, we don't want that. We know who you are. We know what you can do. Go out and do your job at a high level. And he took it to heart with other guys talking to him as well uh, on the, in the running back room. They've all been there before. I've been there before fumbling the ball. I mean, nobody wants to go out there and do that. It's how you respond. And he responded very well, going out there, running with a mindset and an attitude uh, to, I don't want to say make up for it because it's not, you can't, it's done. But to move forward and to continue to play well, uh, I thought he did a tremendous job with that, and that's a testament to him and his mindset of how he approaches the game. Were there any technique issues on that play? It looked like he had it covered up, right? No, no technique issues. The the guy put his helmet on the ball, and, and it came out. And it's unfortunate. Um, he's trying to get through there, and that's just what happened. I mean, he he's very secure with the ball, as is all of the other backs. Coach, on, on Edward Delaire, um, obviously he's he's been your starter over the last two years. Um, when the decision was made to to go with a uh, Pacheco in week seven. How does that conversation go with a former first round pick saying, hey, we're gonna go to Pacheco now? Like I, like I said at the beginning, it's not really who starts the game or who finishes the game. Everybody's gonna get an opportunity. So it's not a conversation that needs to be addressed or anything. It was already said from the beginning. Whoever we decide to put out there is the guy that we decide to put out there at that present time. Uh, Clyde has been fine. It could be his day. It could be Jets Day. It could be Rojo's Day. It could be Pops Day. They all know that already coming into this. So it's like like we talked about earlier. It's not a this, that, and the other. It's when your number is called, 
be ready to respond at a high level. And I feel that all our guys have done that, done that in different uh, situations, and then we're just going to continue to work as, as we go. Uh, I mean, no, I don't think he's ahead of schedule. I think he's right where he should be. And to me, I don't look at it as a rookie, as a 10-year vet. The expectation is the expectation. The standard is the standard. And whoever we put out there needs to be at that standard. And he's done a tremendous job of uh, coming in, grasping the things that we're teaching him, and going out and playing football and, and letting his abilities show, just as the other guys are as well. Like, it doesn't change who, whether you're 8 years old or whether you're 55 years old. If you go out there for the Chiefs, it's a standard. And that's the, the expectation for you to meet. Go ahead, Pat, and then Coach, it's more of an atmosphere question. As you're coaching uh, Pacheco, what are some of the things that you can kind of give him as you play in a stadium like SoFi? And then can you speak to the Chiefs fans that come in? It seems like it's almost half red every time that uh, they play the Chargers. You guys play the Chargers. Can you just talk about just some of the coaching points and the atmosphere for him? Well, I mean, he's played in big games with, with fans around him. So I don't, I don't think the atmosphere is any different. Um, it's like a home game, so to speak, at times. But it doesn't matter if it's a home or away game. If there's nobody there or a 1,000 people there or 2 million people there, your job is your job. And we expect you to go out and, and do that. Um, so I haven't told them anything different about going to, to SoFi or anything. Coach, uh, EB has mentioned uh, pass protection. He said we have to ask you about it. So who's the better pass pro, you or, or, you or EB? Me or EB? Oh, definitely me. I thought it, I thought it was about Jet. No, me and EB. No, me and EB. I I I'll block way better than EB. He'll he'll tell you he got all his techniques and all this different stuff. No, but I go in there, I hit somebody, uh, and, and get the job done. EB, he might he might. I don't want to say it. No more. <laughs> Y'all take it.